0: This is a think, live, be production.
1: You don't want to be intimidating. No, but somebody did tell me I was intimidating when I trained them on the bar. When I worked in the restaurant industry, they they said Kayla when when you first trained me and you're working with me, I really found you intimidating. Mm. And then I got to know you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't know what I did to be intimidating, but I wish I knew so I can like, harness. Yeah, start bringing the energy back, but whatever. <laughs> I'll just be what I
2: am. <laughs> um so you think I'm a I'm a friendly person, right?
0: Yeah. Ha- if you have to ask.
2: <laughs> I I consider myself very warm and friendly, but like, I think
1: anybody in the office would consider the same.
2: Yeah, I think. But if you're dealing like like whatever circumstances that was, you were you were just being all business. And so they thought I was that being was-
1: serious with the measurements and using the actual pourers and stirring it properly. And when we do the one with the white the white part of the egg, you shake that thing a hundred times and here's how you shake it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, by the book. <laughs> yeah. You were just being all business with it. And sometimes I'm like that too, with people that we're dealing with because it's business. <laughs> I don't um, think you're intimidating. No, I don't no, think I don't. you'd
1: ever be intimidated unless you're negotiating, but it's not that you're intimidating to scare somebody. They're just, you're showing up as a professional and you're stating
2: facts. Yeah. Well, and if somebody feels intimidated, it probably means that they, that's their feeling. Yeah. That is probably coming from a place of lack of confidence in something. Don't you agree? Of course. Absolutely. So it's not that like you were intimidating. It's that they felt that way in the situation. Yeah. That's on them. (laughs) You Um, took it away from me again. I want to harness the intimidating feeling. How do I replicate? No. (laughs) I don't think you ever want to be intimidating. You just want to be confident and professional.
1: I think when you're playing like a sport, like when you're a lineman for a football game, you want to be intimidating. I would want to be intimidating. Okay. I can, really see
2: the, I can see how that would benefit. <laughs> Anyways, this is a real estate podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is our podcast. It's called Seeking the Best. And we like to talk about how to be the best in the business or figure out our, the best in ourselves really. Um, and across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And my name is Catherine. By the way.
0: Every time.
2: We almost had it. Every time. I did. I thought it was like oh, so nice. smooth. Oh. I forgot to introduce myself. Um, and then our, our sound It's gonna
0: turn into a like a drinking game.
2: <laughs> it has it already. Um, and then we've got our our sound engineer producer extraordinaire, Patrick Fatika.
0: Hello. If any <laughs> listeners out there want to make a uh recording of them doing the intro. <laughs> um, we'll just take that and use that as like a, I'm sure a drop. Will be better.
2: <laughs> I am, we'll just
0: drop it in.
2: <laughs> I will, uh, will oh, I'll take that. Then I won't have to remember it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So send, send us those drops.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we were talking last week about the buyer consultation and, um, being ultra professional, speaking of being professional, like being ultra professional, making someone actually come into the office and meet with you, not just going and showing a bunch of houses that, you know, they don't actually want to see. They just think they do and really helping guide them through the process. And I think we were, um, we kind of ran out of time because the buyer consultation has kind of two parts. And one part at the beginning is learning about them and asking them a bunch of questions and then the the cap at the end is about okay great so i i get what you're trying to do now let me explain how we're going to accomplish that and then that's that's the part that i think we'll cover today yeah just uh get it's right the, into it
0: it's and that's like i mean the first part is important of course but this is equally as important because you have to in anything these you know it's like how many peop- how many times have you get a buyer how many houses have they bought two maybe three at the most in their whole lives so and they probably use different people for a few of those so it's like they don't know the path to take it's yeah. your job to kind of explain the path to them so that it makes it easier they can see what the next steps are and you know it's just a, it's, it makes it makes it better all all the way around
2: yeah, and if somebody has bought a home before, it wasn't in this market, so it doesn't matter. That's true, too. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter at all. Of course. You know, unless they bought a house last month, <laughs> then maybe they would have a yeah. similar experience. Yeah, and,
0: that's that. That's all true. I just, I'm, I guess I meant like, oh, I've done this before kind of a thing. Like people will bring that on, but I mean, that is your explanation is not in this market. Yeah. I mean, you don't say it like that, but I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. You, you haven't bought one in this market. Not right. like for whatever or at this price or whatever. So,
2: well, so, well, I'll come back to that. I'll, yeah. s- I'll circle back around. To okay. that. I've been told I say that a uh, lot. You, circle back?
0: You've been told, you know, you say that a lot.
2: <laughs> I do it intentionally now. Um,
0: And intentionally. So that's, what I, that's what I said. Both. No, you said I do it intentionally now. And yeah. I said and intentionally
2: Oh, that's the same thing. Um, intentionally and intentionally. Y'all got me confused because <laughs> no. that's the same word. <laughs> I don't know if it's spelled I think, different. I, don't I know. think you meant unintentionally. That is what I meant. Yeah. That's what said. I said. No, I don't think so. You're crazy. Okay. Okay.
0: Go back and listen.
2: I'm so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> so back to buyer consultations. So last week we ended with basically, we've asked them a ton of questions about not just the basics of the house, but like with each of those questions, you digging a little bit deeper, why is that important? And then recapping at the end, what are the top five most important things? And as I said, I think last week, um, usually people can only come up with three and that's okay. I mean, I don't force somebody to come up with the next two. I'm just trying to see like, what what are you really, really hoping to find? Because we went over a bunch of stuff. But at the end of the day, what are going to be your deal breakers? Because then, then I know when they send me a house that doesn't have a garage and they said they wanted a two-car garage for their fancy car, like we talked about last week, then I'm going to say that house doesn't have a garage. So we'll skip that one. And I'm going to say it with 100% confidence and I'm not going to feel bad about it or anything because I know that they told me that they don't want that. And so, and then they're going to be like, Oh, thanks. I didn't notice that. And now I've just saved them time and the hassle of going out and looking at something that does not match what their requirements are. And I know buyers do not read the description like I swear and I've worked so hard on our description like, you, <laughs> you really put the effort into those detailed uh, wordings I try so hard to make our description sound good there are people that do but here's what I think I think I think people do but first they look at the pictures so they look at the photos and if they're like if they're like oh wow this is beautiful they're messaging you saying can they see it and they haven't read the description yet to or, see or like, even gotten uh, to the end of the photos. Right,
0: right. Yeah. They're just the, like, they're oh. on like photo 12. That and kitchen like, was
2: just stopping, stopping yeah. point for them. Yeah. So, um, so people look at the photos first. If they love the photos, then they inquire about it. Then they might read the description later or at the end of looking at the photos but they're not looking at all the details and they're not revisiting their original criteria. That's our job. And that's why I like to take all that in and then tell them I'm going to send you properties, not the other way around. Now, not to say that if you don't, if you see something you like, let me know, but I'm going to be the one that's sending you stuff so that I, I have more control over things and I'm, I'm doing them a favor. Again, I'm, I'm helping them. This is what they want from me. That's why they sat down. And, um, so at the end of the consultation though, that's, that's where you're setting expectations. We talk all the time about expectations. That's where you're having the conversation about, here's what I'm going to do for you and what I expect that you'll do in return. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what we do, so once you get to the end of their questions, then you say, okay, great. So I feel like I've got a really good sense of what you're looking for. And in order for us to continue and move forward and work together, I'm going to go over a couple of things with you about how we'll do that, how we'll accomplish that. And we've got a couple things that we do. We have a one form that is um, basically identifying if they're now, soon, or in time. And there used to be, um, if, if you're a Keller Williams agent and you took bold, there was like an ABC ranking form that they used. I didn't like... Calling people ABC, yeah, it felt, it,
1: and it also confused like the database and how you, the, right, the DT two D whatever thing. I know. Keep going.
2: Nobody's gonna know what that is.
0: No,
1: um,
2: you're talking to
0: one person out there, <laughs> one 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 nerd out there we'll, dre- dressed like Kayla. We'll get
1: to <laughs> like- the lead generation topics, and that will come
2: up. <laughs> but yeah, the some people rank their their database in that way, so it it also could confuse that. I mm-hmm. see what you're saying. Um, but I just didn't. Li- I didn't like the way that sounded. It sounds like you're you're grading whether they're, um the priority, like yeah. the priority of yeah. their order of priority. And yeah. so, I mean, really, it kind of is. Yeah, but like you when they, they say, it, you th- grade A, is, a is, grade B. You don't want it
0: to sound like the, the, it to- a grading system.
2: I mean, it, that's what it is. Yeah. But it you, you want to make it more to, personal. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it to <laughs> We're sound in the like industry that. of
1: people, not not yeah. just the business side and keeping it general.
2: So changing the words now, sooner, in time, you're letting them tell you how quickly they intend on doing this, even though they've already kind of told you, you know, during the the first, the lead conversation, which was two episodes ago. um, Do you call a podcast an episode? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So we talked about the lead call and you may already know they're in a lease and you know what time it ends but you don't really necessarily know their full intention until you put that form in front of them and say, okay, great. So how would you describe when you would like to do this? Like I know your lease is up in May and you want to find something hopefully by then. Um, but do you, do you want to start looking today and find something like, would that pose a problem? If not, then you're now. If, would
0: it pose a problem to, if you, if we went out today and. And you found and a you, house. F- yeah. And you, would you write, would you. Would you Write an offer. Write an offer today.
2: Right. And if you would, then great. We're a now buyer. That means that you know, you're you are the top priority in terms of you need to do something today. And I want to make sure that you get into those properties quickly. Then there's in, a soon buyer where they're saying, like, well, I really I want to time it just right. My lease ends in June. I don't want to move twice. I don't want to, um, or they've
1: got to work with the lender, talk through some final themes before pre-approval can happen.
2: Yeah. Anything that's going to hold them up, then they're soon, right? If it's still within the next few months. And so that person, if that person calls me, I mean, again, it is sort of a ranking system. If that person calls me on Saturday and wants to rush out and see a house and I'm already showing houses to some other people, I'm going to probably put that off a little bit because I know they can't actually make an offer. So it's not that I don't want to help them and show them and give them an idea because sometimes people want to look at houses just to get a sense of what they could get in that neighborhood and stuff like that. That's, that's fine. But I'm going to do that when I have some more free time, Mm -hmm. not on my busiest day and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you have the people that are in time and the in time thing is them basically telling you, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but they're basically telling you unless the perfect house comes along, like I really don't, I don't have to move. I don't need to move. If, if the perfect place comes around, we would make an offer. Yeah, Those are going to be the lowest priority buyers because they just told you that they're not that serious. They're not that motivated. And then depending on what their criteria is, if it seems realistic that you would in fact find that dream home pretty quickly, then they might still be, you know, a topper, a topper, <laughs> a higher priority if you know, like, oh, OK, well, I get what you're saying and, and you want to find the perfect place, but we absolutely can. You liked five of the houses we looked at today. Um, so I think we can make this happen in 30, 45 days Would that pose a problem for you and just trying to get them to confirm what timeline they're working off of. Yeah. Um, but
1: when you have that do- and when you have that document, it's something because they sign it. Yeah. It's something that you can always bring back into conversation if you have somebody who's poses a problem that that you're not maybe answering soon enough, or um, they
2: said that they'd be ready to write the offers and this one was a perfect house and they're not going to write an offer for no given reason. And by the way, that has never happened just so you know, like we've never had a situation where I've had to not show something to somebody else. Like it always just works out and I fit people in. Um, you're just trying to get them to be on the same page. Right.
0: That's what I was going to say.
2: It's yeah. just if if you don't ask them to sign it and acknowledge that this is where they are in the process, then they might act really urgent and you think it's really urgent and it's not. Yeah. And you just want to know. You just want to know so that you in case you needed to, you could Bring like, shuffle things around or or say like, hey, you know, I know you you told me that you wanted to find the perfect house. And you keep showing me stuff that is like so far away from it. And you want to keep seeing stuff every single day. And obviously I don't have time in my schedule to show you houses. But again, that's never happened because you show them the form and they kind of just subconsciously get it. Yeah. that Yeah, you're right. I, I don't need to look at a ton of stuff. Just when the right thing comes along, I'll see it. We'll go out and look at it. So that's that's one thing I, I think is important to get on the same page with their timeline. And then um, and then we ask them to sign a commitment to work together. And I know agents do different things. So most agents don't do any of this and just go open doors. And as we've talked about, like huge time waster for not only you as the agent, but also for the buyer, like really wasting their time too, when you could give them some value and say, hey, based on what you're looking for, this area does not have what you're looking for like let's narrow down your search and save you some time. um. But even if people have consultations, because then there's the next step that I think people have consultations, maybe in Starbucks and things like that, real loose, casual conversations and get a little bit of detail and then set them up on a drip campaign and start sending them properties. And we talked about how, you know, I've heard multiple times that that's one of buyers complaints is that, their agent who they thought they were working with is just sending them a bunch of stuff that doesn't match their needs because you're not actually, you're not actually searching for them. You just set up a really basic search and you're sending them anything under 400,000. So that could be, you know, something falling in the ground. Like if you don't tighten it up a little bit, you're going to be sending them a lot of stuff that they don't like. And then they're going to notice that and think this person did not listen to me at all. And, um, so Then I think the next step up is like full consultation like we do, and but they don't get anything signed. So there's no commitment there. And then there's what we do plus some sort of commitment. So some people do a loyalty agreement. Some people do an exclusive buyer's agency agreement. Ours is basically a loyalty agreement, but I started calling it an engagement letter because that is what my CPA makes me sign.
1: An engagement letter? Like you're going to... Promise to work like with in, them.
0: Like we're gonna engage. Like now we're engaged to work to work like yeah. together. Ready? Or yeah, like yeah, because loyalty. When you, sh- when you sounds... launch a ship, it engages, or you engage a, a machine to start working, or whatever.
2: Yeah, loyalty sounds like. I don't know. It means yeah, different things to different people. Yeah,
0: it's it's got a mafioso kind of thing <laughs> built around. Like and it it's might have weird like a bad loyalty. connotation. Yeah, it does. It's real emotional and stuff. Engage is like it's like has a.
2: I'm gonna get to work for it's you a now. Machine.
0: It's a machine. It's like it's it's a different kind of feeling that yeah. people have.
2: And pe- I think again, my my CPA has me sign an engagement letter before they do my taxes. They're basically asking me like. Hey, we're gonna work really hard. Are you gonna pay us when we're done? Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're gonna be working nights and weekends trying to get all this done by whatever date. We just wanna make sure that you're committed to working with us and that you're gonna pay us in the end. And so it's the same thing, except they don't, the buyer doesn't actually pay us. And so that's how I start that conversation is to say, okay, great. So understand your now buyer, like we're we're gonna hit the ground running. So tomorrow I'm gonna finalize this search and I'm gonna set it up for you and I'm gonna send I'm gonna start sending you listings. And then we're gonna go ahead and set a time to get together and look at the first three to five homes that match your interests. So what date and time works best for you to do that and try to actually set up the next appointment, especially if they're now buyers. If they're in time, no, because there might not be anything to show yet. <laughs> um if they're soon and they have like something they have to finish first like first you have to get pre-approved, first you have to finish your lease, whatever that is, then again I I I might set up the search and start sending them things, but we're not going to start looking at stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll just light the fire under them a little bit maybe to get going, to get going now. and get excited. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um so then I'm going to say okay, so next thing I've got is our engagement letter. So in Florida, you don't actually pay me to represent you I work you know, weekends and evenings to show houses. And so all I ask in return, and I explain that the seller pays the commission. Um, so all I ask in return is that you're committed to working with me. If I'm gonna set up the search and we're gonna start doing this together, that you're committed to working with me and that this agreement outlines my duties to you as your agent and what I'm gonna do for you and what I ask in return. And then depending on their personality type, I will either go through it line by line or they're already signing it because yeah, they're, they're like, just, okay, whatever. Yeah, And that actually requires a little bit deeper conversation because you should at this point, I feel like, kind of have a sense of who you're dealing with. And if they're pulling the paper away from you and grabbing a pen, do not read it. Line by line,
1: let them go. You're,
2: they're just gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, why is she still talking?" Because
1: <laughs> yeah. they don't want to be rude. They'll listen to you, but they just, their intention was just to sign.
2: Yeah, and they'll look at you like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. "Yep, okay." It's a,
0: like when going into us going into a closing, and then ha- having the closing agent have to try to explain every detail every. every, and every I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, she's been a, a realtor for. 15 years oh i do Um, well and that's what i say when we sit down like i'm a i've been a realtor for 15 years you don't have to explain everything but but a buyer is gonna just gonna you have to know you know we've we've got plenty of episodes in the past about reading personality types Mm -hmm. pay attention to that before you start getting into the the minutiae of all of this because if they walk out and go god they wouldn't shut up Mm -hmm. like every little thing it's like and all they wanted was to sign the paperwork it's like you, that's, that's on you. You have to f- try to figure out, you know, they might just be like, well, that was kind of annoying yeah. and, not, and not want to move forward, you when know? they're ready and, and yeah, they understand like, the yeah.
1: factors. Like, Pat, you sound like you're someone who just wants a sign. <laughs> oh, you think? Yeah.
0: Well, and so. There's been a. 10,000 people over the last four months have signed all of this exact same paperwork. That's why I don't understand in a closing. (laughs) It's like it's the exact every you think that someone's trying to pull a fast one on you specifically. (laughs) It's like how many how many closings has Florida had uh, since January 1st to today? And but you need everything explained to you. Well, I don't understand that at all. Just give it to me. I'll sign it.
2: (laughs) So and I'm different. Like I want to read. I want to read it. But I go in there and I say. I don't need you to explain everything yeah, because I'm trying to save them time and myself time. And you know I what don't. factors
1: you need to read and make sure is accurate.
2: Yeah. And so I'm going to, I'm going to read the page. Like I'm going to make sure that our names are correct and that the title vesting is correct. Right, because your rate straight is correct. Right.
0: And you're doing a lot of that because you know not you know, as a realtor that if uh, they put Patrick fatigue on one and then they use my first, my real first name on another one that at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to go back and sign a bunch of paperwork over again, and we don't want we don't want to have to do that.
3: The mystery
2: of Patrick's real name now will never never disclose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, but that know who you're dealing with, and also I think it depends on how the lead came to be sitting in front of you. So if it's like, um, you know, if it's a past client referral or a repeat client, like really no no explanation is needed in most situations. And even some, like if you've already met them in person, like if you met them in an open house, you might have already had a pretty detailed conversation with them there and you built a good rapport. So I think you just have to kind of know and read the situation and always try to match their personality type. And if they're real, um, if they're a driver, so we've talked about the, the disc personality, if they're a driver, they're like, let's do it, let's do it. And so they're grabbing the paper and they're grabbing a pen before you even hand them one just let them sign. Like you can keep saying like, so great. Just, you know, those are my duties to you. That's all I ask of you. And on there, you'll notice what I'm asking of you is just to be available at reasonable times. If you see something you like that I haven't sent you, just tell me about it. That means for sale by owner, brand new construction. If you go into either of those or you you want to look at any of those, call me first. Do not call them first. Yeah. And then you've explained what they need to know the most important factors there, and then they're signing.
0: One of the things that you're talking about too, and I think you'll probably get into some of the reasons, problems that people have had with like a loyalty agreement, but when you start to keep explaining what it is over and over and over again, it starts to sound like some like they're signing some sort of contract that they can't get out of. Yeah. Right? So it's like down like that's not what it is. It's not that. No, they it's not right so but by over explaining and trying to do that it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy of nervousness of because I know that you've run into the problems with agents who can't get those signed because they get nervous and they
2: well that's what I was going to say so um, well let me finish my thought on the disc because <laughs> I don't want to get all off on a different tangent if they're a high D or a high I so a driver they want decisions made quickly, they're going to sign. If they're an in a high I or chatty personality type where they spent the majority of the time talking about their family and like, you know, all of their social engagements and stuff, they're going to just sign. Mm-hmm. If they're a high S, they might be a little bit cautious and and want to kind of at least kind of look at it, They'll usually still sign though. If you've built good rapport, they feel comfortable.
1: I'd sign because otherwise I'd feel like I'd wasted your time as a (laughs) high S. (laughs) I'm just saying.
2: But they're usually like steady and stable. So you might have to go over it a little bit with them before they sign. Um, And then a high C might want to take that with them Mm -hmm. and they might want to look at it and say, can you send that to me to sign electronically? That that has happened. Mm -hmm. They always sign. I've only had one person never sign. That person never bought a house. I have had other team members though, and I think we talked about this for like a brief second last week, other team members not be able to get it signed. And I think that's just because it is, it's lack of confidence. If you've, if you are afraid that somebody's not going to sign it, then you're going to put that out there. Yeah. And then that lack of confidence, they're going to feel like, I don't know, this seems like this is kind of a big deal. Maybe I need to read over this first. Mm-hmm. Right. And, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. I've never had to do this before. Like this seems weird. Right. So, and you also have to make, make it seem like it's not a big deal because I'm just telling you, I want to tell you how I'm going to represent you. Don't you want to know that?
0: Yeah. And it's not a big deal, but what it, what it, it, what it is, is it's, it's, it's a giant symbolic gesture Mm -hmm. that we're working together. Like it's like now we can get started, and this is a thing that we're doing together. But without it, now now when the, now when they go into a random open house that they stop at because they were just driving around on a Saturday, and somebody says to them, "Do you have a realtor?" When the uh, when the the person showing the house says that, they're gonna say yes. There's no doubt in their minds. They're gonna say yes, even if they haven't seen anything yet with you.
2: And uh, can I tell you so? on the, um, the high seas, like every now and then a high C will want to take it home and read it. And in those situations, like, what was I going to say? <laughs> totally lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. Um, in those situations though, I just, I I don't say like, no, you can't take it with you, but you just try to say like, okay, great. Well, why don't I go through it with you real quick line by line and make sure you don't have any questions before you leave. Right. Yeah. And then I'm explaining it or I've already explained it and they're like, oh, can I just take it and read it? Um, And I'm like, sure. I, are there any specific questions that while we're sitting here I can answer for you rather than you leave yeah. and then read object- it and don't understand? You know, you're trying yeah. to figure Objection out. handlers. Object- yeah, yeah, exactly. You're trying to figure out what's the problem. And then um, even saying like, you know, is, is there, is there anything that is concerning to you? I'd love to be able to explain, you know, make sure we're on the same page again. That's so rare though, because at this point you just listen to them for an hour. You've talked to them on the phone for
0: for an hour or for 45 minutes initially.
2: And you've created kind of some excitement. I've just listened to everything you want in a house. And you probably at that point feel like, wow, like she really listened to everything we said and showed us these houses and it seems like there's four or five we should go look at. Like, I want to go look at those this week. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
2: And if they won't sign though, if they're not going to sign right then and they want to take it with them or have you send it electronically, then I'm saying to them, okay, great. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. And um, so as soon as that's signed and I have it back, I'll finish setting up this search and send it over to you. And it's that simple. Like, I'm not going to start working for you until we're on the same page about, as I do that, you're going to be committed to that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that's the engagement letter.
0: Okay. Well, let's, that's a good stopping point for now. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Um, Welcome back.
2: Well, yes, welcome back. Um, So where did we leave off? We We left off. We're done. We got engaged. signed everything. We got engaged with our buyers and we're ready to do this thing. And if they're now buyers, we're getting going. We're going to set up a search for them and we're going to send them some properties. And we've already kind of talked about when we're going to see that next. And also in that conversation, set expectations around how how long it takes to get appointments scheduled Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're going to need some advance notice to schedule appointments. So you're just, you're telling them all of those things up front. And then you're done with that appointment, get them out of your office. (laughs) And, uh, and then you set up the search, send it to them. And then I always, I like to follow up after I set up the search and I've sent them some stuff just to see, like, first of all, make sure they got it. Sometimes things go into spam, um, and make sure they got it, and just get their initial feedback. Because if it's a now buyer, they were motivated and excited, and they're probably going to respond to you right away. But sometimes people will wait like a day or two, and then like everything you sent them is like pending. pending. Yeah. So I just want I want to keep that momentum going with them. So I'm going to set up that search the very next day, finish it up, and then follow up with them the next day if they haven't responded already. And say like, okay, great. So I, fe- you know, how, what did you think? Here's some properties. Um, are there any you want to take a look at? And just kind of see what they think. And then if there are, then I'm going to say, okay, well, we talked about going out on Saturday. Does that still work? And if they say yes, and I say, okay, great. So I'm going to schedule then these four properties that we just talked about and get that done. So you're just kind of you're kind of pushing it along to the next step because they don't know what to they don't know what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Um. Sometimes people don't even know they're like. Like how if I wanted to see something, how would I go about that? And it's like you tell me. <laughs> yeah, don't call the number
1: on the sign. You can call me. So,
2: um, so you, you're just making sure that you're kind of moving that ball along. And once one of the things that when we're talking about matching personality types, one thing that I think we do really well is we're super detailed. And I don't think there's anyone who doesn't appreciate that. Your high C's are going to love you for it your high S's are going to love you for it. Cause they feel really like stable They mm-hmm. They feel confident in the process. Cause it's all outlined. Um, a high I, I think they're probably not going to read everything, but they're just like, that person's got their stuff together. That's exactly what
0: I was going to say. That's what I would do. I would be, I'm not going to read all of that stuff, but I'm going to say, oh, well, they're on it. At least they know what they're doing and I don't have to worry about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the high D D probably. Yeah. You, you don't even look at the email. You just, um, (laughs) you like, you, you look, you see it, it. you see it, you acknowledge it and then boom. And, um, so, so either way though, if you're super detailed, people appreciate that. You don't want to be I, I feel like there is like a fine line where it's like too much information. And sometimes like we have canned responses for like these different phases in the process. And sometimes I'm like trying to eliminate some. of I'm like, mm, yeah, I've already getting, said that it's getting a little long. Like, let me cut out this part. We already talked about that. Maybe I already talked to them today uh, for some other reason. And so just like, you know, making sure that it's it's very um, detailed, but also not so overwhelming that it's they curated. don't know where to go next. And, um, so then with the follow-up call and you're getting them moving towards that next step of showings, then that's where I'm going to tell them, okay, great, I'm going to get these scheduled showings and then I'm going to send you an email itinerary. And every time we send them, every time we go out for showings, we send an itinerary email with where we're going, where we're meeting, and then where we're going in what order and the, um, PDF of the properties, like the MLS descriptions and stuff. And, once you do I feel like once you do that once then they understand that I'm always going to email you where we're going yeah what that's going to look like because I think that that just gives them a place to reference back to when we're out and about and that that's that's their itinerary mm-hmm. and that eliminates a lot of that text message back and forth which I like texting for quick things but Telling like sending me like ten properties at a time, which don't get me wrong, buyers will still do that. But I can't like it's not as easy for me to copy and paste and put together like answers if it's in a text message as it is if it's in an email. Um, so I'm always trying to push people back to email because for me that works best. And I'm going to be the best agent for them if they're responding to my emails instead of sending me a text message. So sometimes people will text and say, "Ooh, can we add this one?" And I'll respond and I'll say, sure. And then I send them an updated itinerary email. email. Yep. So I'm responding to them saying no problem, but I'm, I'm not telling them. You're not like, sending it through a text message, no.
0: the itinerary. Right. You're, it's all always through the email. And if you send yeah. them a text, you'd
2: be like, Hey,
1: I just sent you an email with that new itinerary. Be sure to check that out. Yes.
2: And if I know they're super text heavy, this is just like extra touches. It's this customer service, right? And then some. Yeah. As Kayla calls it. And then some. Um. If if I know they're really text heavy, and I just sent them an email with the itinerary, I will just text them and say, "Hey, I just sent you the email with everything you need to know about yeah, tomorrow." So, that they know. so then, yeah, so then they know to go check it. So then they're not texting me at nine like, "Where are we meeting?" Yeah, you're setting <laughs> the expectations ahead of time. So just pushing them back to that. But if texting for you works, like if you figure out a way to make that work, like do that. But I think you just have to tell people. What's the best way for you? That's one of the things we ask during the consultation is like, what's their preferred communication? But I also tell them what mine is and that's email because, and and I prefer conversations on the phone for negotiation and like big, big picture conversations. And I tell them that too. I'm going to send you emails for like important, you know, things the you details. need to know along the way that you can reference back really easily. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to like scroll through 20 million text messages to find my answer. I'm going to send you emails for that stuff. I'm going to call you, and we need to have a back to back and forth conversation. Yeah, something. there's a lot something. of
1: questions being given from you, and then likely from them as well. Yeah, if they can ask a question back, oh, it man. should be a phone call. It, yeah, don't and let it be a text message,
2: unless it's like I don't know. If there there are things where it's okay to answer the question back, like if somebody says like, "Hey, is 80%. that- eighty
1: percent well right?" Like if 80%. somebody 80%.
2: says like, "Hey, is does that have an HOA?" Yeah. You know, like that's fine. But if it's like, hey, can we make an offer for this and (laughs) do this and that? And it's like, okay, sure, let me give you a call and discuss that. Yeah. (laughs) I I hate that because it is, it's more time it's it's more time consuming to go back and forth.
0: When it keeps all your information in one place. So you've got a paper trail and it's all in email. Yeah. Well, Well, and some people would say, Well, text
2: message works that way too. It's like, I don't know. Some days I'm like Did somebody text me that? Slack me that? Email me that? I just did that yesterday. Yeah,
0: and and uh, uh, nine months from now, uh, and if if you're a busy agent, you're gonna have how many text messages in your phone from uh, numbers if you're not putting these people's first and last names in as contacts? You're are you gonna really gonna be able to find a text message when? Th- four months from now, when some if something were to happen, well, no, and you and were to need that. No, you're not. Then if you
2: add in like all the other agents that you have to deal with on right. a day to day basis, and they're texting you too, yeah, and it's it's hard to um, you can't know, do anything
1: it- when you're texting. Like you can hardly walk and text, mm-hmm. walking into something.
2: I just, I think I per- I just prefer email for those kind of like pr- the process steps because it's an explanation and it's something they can save and go back to later really easily. Mm-hmm. And um, same for if they have like big questions, then I, I'll, you know, I'll respond and I'll say my answers are in red. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll send it back. And then I know what I said too, should anything ever come up. And I'm not going to have to scroll through all my text messages to try to figure out right. what I said or what was said. Right. Um, But when when you go out to actually show the property, especially right, like I haven't driven someone around in my car and I don't know when. And I don't think I'll, I would ever go back to that unless they're, I take that back. Last year I did because they weren't from here and um, they didn't have a vehicle. They didn't have a rental car or anything. And so I drove them around oh. and it was awkward. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your car uh, was clean. Small talk. I know. Though. It was the one was- time. The
1: small talk is the hard part. It was the one Look time. Look this uh, new construction area on I-4 as we go to our new house. Um, <laughs> how's the weather?
2: It it was, it was, it wasn't my favorite thing, but it was an excuse to clean the car. (laughs) But most of the time, um, you know, people are just going to meet you there. And when you, when I get there, um, usually I, I, I try to corral people and tell them kind of what to expect. Is this a vacant house? Is this an occupied house? And if it's occupied, telling them, okay, great. So let's try to kind of stay together and walk through the house. If it's vacant, whatever. I still try to corral them, especially if there's like a husband and a wife. I want them to try to stay together. It doesn't always happen though. They like immediately. I was just thinking like what, we, w- what
0: we would do. And I would, well, all the houses that you and I have gone into, whether we we're just previewing something together or whatever, I always walk in and just. Walk away.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always just You just walk. go to the exterior? I just, no, I just go in and I just kind of walk through, but we never walk side by side well, cause through the house. because we're looking at different stuff. I guess so. I'm just saying, I'm just putting myself in, I try to put myself in all of these situations and like, what would I do mm-hmm. and stuff? I don't, well, you'd is, have to corral me, I think.
2: Well, and so sometimes- People, no matter what you say in the beginning, they still like. By the end time, up,
0: yeah. <laughs> by the time they're on the third house, they're just running through. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, and that's fine when that happens, though. I just try to figure out who's the decision maker, and that's the person who I'm following around, and I am literally following them around, and it's never. I don't think it's ever come across as creepy. No. <laughs> but I, I'm just following them, and I'm letting. I walk into the house first, not them. That's one thing um, walk into the house first. Cause I, I don't know, you don't know what you're going to find and it's just, there could be an alarm that you have to turn off. It's just the, like, I don't know, traditional thing to do. And then once I get inside, um, people start to kind of go on their own way. Even if you've just said like, let's try to, you know, stay together.
1: <laughs> One goes down the hall to the bedrooms. The other one's going to the kitchen.
2: Yeah. And, um, so I'm going to decide like again knowing these personality types like who do I need to kind of follow around to, to see what they're thinking and who's going to be the one that needs questions answered and that kind of stuff and and then I'm gonna kind of follow them around. and like you're you're not we talked about you're not last week? selling. We're not saying like look how sexy this kitchen is. <laughs> <laughs> like we you're not selling selling the house, but I am you know I would point out things that I know like this is the reason we're here. That I want to just kind of say, like, okay, so the, this is the house that had that um, really big pool you liked, and then uh, you know, before we even walk out there, just kind of reminding them, like, this is why we're here, mm-hmm. is because you guys said that you want a pool, and this one had that really awesome one with the hot tub. So let's go, you know, let's make sure we take a look at all that. But I'm not, you know, going room to room, being like, here's the kitchen, here's the bathroom, or anything like that, and then. What happens is if they I feel like they generally will you'll get a sense of if they like it or don't like it right away. Yeah. If if they're um I don't know, like
1: even if they're th- expressive. Sometimes there's non non expression yeah, people. But there's I think some for the people- most part people are gonna kinda express if they like or dislike something.
0: So you ask.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was gonna be my next thing. Oh. Um so throughout the As you're walking around, you give them a minute. Don't just start saying like, what do you think? What do you think? (laughs) What about this? Um, So you give them a minute to kind of walk around. And then when they kind of have come to sort of what appears to be a stopping point, they've probably made some statements along the way, especially if they're, you know, that, well, a high D might be like, this is it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um a high i might be talking about all the things they love and, and what they
1: can do can you imagine this yeah the, the parties
2: and then i feel like i feel like a high s would be like um <laughs> i'm just thinking looking you.
1: at the locks or the door <laughs> no, number of windows
2: no they're the type of person that sees something on the wall that's like if you saw like a buffalo bills oh yeah thing know. on the wall you'd be like it's, oh. a <laughs> it's a sign. Sentimental. It's a sign. It must be the right house. I for Sentimental
1: me. is a very big thing for S's. <laughs> so if they can relate to something in their life, yeah. then you got to ask them further questions about yeah. the house. Because yeah. they can get that my, at one my point. My
0: grandmother had this exact same cookie dish yeah. or whatever. But yeah. kind of well, we have the
2: same couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Well, we know it fits. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then the the high C might be pointing out all the things that are wrong with the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Catherine.
0: That's a Catherine, by the way if you were wondering.
1: We need to get this fixed. <laughs> that looks like but, it's...
2: <laughs> but the reason I bring it up is because it's important to note that just because somebody is pointing out a bunch of things that are wrong with the house does doesn't not mean, they, mean they, they don't like it. Like it. That's yeah. right. Absolutely Because you're going to hear true. that at every house likely. Absolutely true. <laughs> like 100% doesn't. Like I'll walk around, the last house we bought, I walked around and I was like, oh my God, look at this. This needs repairs. <laughs> this <And> is
0: broken. <laughs> this is bad. And then and, and then we said, so
2: and th- I and guess then, we'll take it. <laughs> Well that's my that's my conflicting personality where I'm like high C and high D. So I, I'm gonna analyze all of the things and then I'm I then I have made my decision and I'm ready to go. Yeah. And so you just need to know because you could really like, first of all, you could say something Like, oh, yeah, I guess it does need too much work, doesn't it? And then you just you just literally killed it. Well, Mm -hmm. that's that's a tie down. You just like literally tied them down to this is going to need a lot of work. And they they don't want to do that. that This house doesn't work for them. And when in fact it might be perfectly fine and it just needs like five hundred dollars worth of repairs. So I like to say like when you're showing the house, like keep your mouth shut as much as possible because it's not for you. You don't 100 percent know if they like it or don't. Unless they're just saying, Catherine, we love this. Like we really right. like it. What do we need to do? Okay, let's stop the or, showing and this. let's go talk. <laughs> or like, yeah, I have had people. Yeah, where this is not going to work. I went. This wasn't that long ago where we walked into like it was a nice house. Um, there was nothing wrong with it. It was like new construction, and we just you know just kind of walked around and we got up to the second floor. And she just kind of stopped and was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And I was like, okay, well, what, just so I know, like what, what made you kind of pause and what, what was the issues? So just so I know, so we don't look at something like yeah. that again. And then you move on and get going.
1: Yeah. You don't try to, um, get them to see what the good is so that they can see past that bad. If that's enough for,
0: if they're like, they're getting a vibe that it's like, this isn't going to work. It's like, you want to try to, you're not going to tr- well, your job isn't to try to convince them to see past that. That's not your job. Mm-hmm. Your job is to understand why they're getting that vibe, yep. so that you can look out for it in the future. Yeah,
2: you can't convince them. like, and you shouldn't. You try. know what that feels like, like, where you walk into a house and you're just like, oh, yeah, I you don't just know, yeah, yeah. I
0: don't it's like just a, it. Yeah, it's just a vibe. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't, I don't like it. And hopefully, you can get them to explain what that feeling is, so that you don't show them that house again. Um, But yeah, sometimes it's just a feeling like the house is too dark. Like, I don't know. I just, it feels really dark and claustrophobic. I just don't like it. Okay, let's go to the next one. And um, so just asking questions along the way, not trying to twist their arm or convince them like, this is the house for you. Look at how perfect it is. (laughs) Oh. did
0: you see this? Did you see this walk-in closet? Look at this walk-in closet. I wish I had a walk-in closet like this. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. see this beautiful walk-in closet? Also,
2: like, I feel like I've done that before and they're like, oh yeah, this is it's like smaller. years ago. It's like,
0: smaller than the one we have. Not
2: recently. I've learned to keep my mouth shut, but you say something like that and they're, and you're like, oh, look at this, this is a big closet. And, and they're like, oh, I thought it was small. <laughs> and then you feel yeah. stupid and yeah. like your closets are too small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which mine are. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you don't know what they're living in unless they've fully described every room. Let them tell you, not you tell them. I think that's just like real estate one on one hundred and one. Yeah,
0: and you should be paying attention to what they're saying and and that they're you know where they are on the disc and and that's that's your job is to do that, not to sell that house.
2: Yeah. So personalities
1: matter. We're in the industry for people. People. (laughs) How did I end
2: up here? I don't know.
0: How did any of us end it up works.
1: here? It
2: works. Hey, pe- I like people. People uh, like me. I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I know I always joke and stuff because like I'm not a people person, but like I said, um, I don't know, once or twice ago, <laughs> once or twice ago, <laughs> um, when you're out and you enjoy the clients you are working with, mm-hmm. um, it's fun to look at houses. You attract
1: people who are like you too. And there's a lot of like little details in real estate that you enjoy mastering and configuring so that it works as a system. Well, and then love that part of the industry. And I think
2: that's where you see, like if somebody starts asking you questions, like what do you think we could do here? Like, I like this, but I, do you think we could open up this wall? And then I'm like using my years of experience and personal experience and saying, you know, I'm not a contractor, but uh, no. <laughs> disclaimer, not a contractor. I'm not a contractor. You can but... do anything.
0: It's just wood. No, I know. I was just kidding. But, just wood but and like drywall. Uh, then anything I'm, can be done.
2: I'm just listening because now they've just given me a clue that like they like it. But this wall is sort of a deal breaker and they want to see can they do something about that? And they trust you enough to ask your opinion on it. Right. And then you're, then your job is to guide them and say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sure what it would take to remove that wall, but it definitely seems like something that you could do. I actually did this similar thing. Let me, you know, we would just need to get a contractor and have them look at it, but we could do that during the inspection period. Um, So other than that, what other changes would you want to make? Yeah. And just like, listen, and then you're getting them to envision themselves there and you're seeing like (laughs) podcast fail. (laughs) that was my telephone my phone fell out of (laughs) my Uh pocket um but you just get to see like if they're envisioning themselves there then they're leaning towards something and then when you wrap up each showing one of the things that I try I try to do with every single house is just get them to say did they like it or not do they want to keep it on their list or have they ruled it out Because there's no point in going and showing four or five houses and then going, you know, finishing all up and having no idea where they stand on things. And so when you get to the end of the house, like it used to be a thing where you like actually like like crumple up the paper and be like, okay, we're done with this one. Um, And then the back of my car would be like filled with paper. for all the houses that didn't get chosen. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a long time ago, but yeah. Well, yeah we, don't, so, we don't really we don't, print out paper we that don't much print anymore. Paper. Yeah.
2: But you still it's the it's the symbolic thing of saying like how do you feel about this? Do you want to keep it on your list or should we just rule it out? Does it not work? And just getting them to say yes or no. And if they say, "Yeah, I think we like it." I'm just not sure cuz it's the first house we've seen. Okay, well, let's just keep it in the maybe pile and let's go take a look at the next one. And then by the end of the day, you can even get them to maybe sort of rank, you know, okay, well, so which one, if you had to choose today, which one would you choose? And then they'll tell you. And then you say, okay, yeah, that, that, I can see that that was best one. Um, so is that something you want to make an offer on? Like, again, your, your job is to help guide them through the process. If they like that house and they've indicated they liked it, they don't some, they don't always know what to do next. Yeah. And so you have to ask them, do you want to make an offer or they'll go home and they might call you in a day or two, but now the house is already pending. And then they're sad because they didn't get it. Your job is to help them get whatever house works for them. So if they say they like something, ask them if they want to move forward. And then if they seem on the fence, that's where I offer like, do you need any additional information? Like what? So you're kind of on the fence. Do you do you need anything to make to make it work? And if not, then it's probably just out, you know, they just haven't, they, they don't really want to rule it out. But if they're like, well, I just don't know about this price. Say, oh, okay. Well, what do you think about the price? Do you think it's too high or too low? Or what do you think? You know, too low. Too, I know that was silly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That. Well, that could be like, maybe something's wrong with the house. Well, cause they, they might, they might just be like, well, like we like it. We might want to make an offer. But it kind of feels like top of budget for us and it feels like it needs some work still. Okay. Well, what if we do this then? Why don't I run a market analysis and see what would be sort of the range of value for this home? And then we'll talk, we'll talk through it and see if you want to move forward with an offer that works for you and your budget. And and then of course in this market by the time you do that, that I'm just kidding.
1: But But you can also, would you remind them of like the due diligence period and how we can go through and take a look at any concerns that you may have in this period. And if you end up not wanting to move forward, you are, you will get your escrow back in that period to secure like their worries about not having all the information in order to make the offer.
2: Yeah. If it's just a matter of like, well, we like it, we'd, we'd go for it, but I only want this house if I can rip down that wall. Well, okay, then we can figure that out during inspections. Mm-hmm. But if it's a price issue, then you have to understand, is it a price issue because they just don't think the house is worth what it's, the asking right. price is? Or More. is it a price issue because maybe we really shouldn't be looking at this price. Exactly. And yes, yes you're pre-approved, but you don't really want to spend this much. Right. Yeah. This
0: is why you, this is your job in the, of watching them listening to what they're saying and reading in between the lines and, and why you're not selling a house because you should, that you're supposed to be paying attention to these things. And that's exactly what that says.
2: Yeah. buyers, man, And that's where people, you know, get that whole um, thing about buyers or liars and stuff. Cause they'll send you stuff that they said they didn't want. Right. And, and, and all that and so they'll, they'll say they want to spend 400, but they don't really want to spend 400 they just don't they just don't know. They yeah. don't know what they don't know and they they just want what's best for them and if they can't find something that fits their budget, they are going to be inclined to look more at more expensive homes. You just have to remind them from the very beginning, let's not do that because in this market and that's why you talk about the market during that end of consultation where you've wrapped up what their needs and wants are and you've shown them we've narrowed down to 10 houses in this market we're going to see about, you know, seven to 10 houses and you're going to find one that you like, but things are moving so quickly that when you find that one, you like somebody else is probably going to like it too. And so in fact, many people might, depending on your price range. So we're going to have to move quickly when you like something. If that's the market you're in, you need to have that conversation because otherwise you're going to keep going out and showing houses and they're going to hold back and not make decisions fast enough. And then you're not doing them any favors again in that situation. And that's what they're expecting of you is to tell them. So if they, you know, if the top of their budget is 400000 and your market is, um, everything is selling over asking price, well, then we shouldn't look at $400,000 houses. Right. And I'm going to tell you that during the consultation before we go out. And then if you send me some properties at 415 in right. a couple of weeks, I'm going to say. Time to have
0: time to have another conversation.
2: Remember when we talked about this and like you see how these houses have sold for 425. Yeah so if we go and look at this house for 415 and you already can't even go to 415 and they're selling at 425 you know are you able to come up with more money right and if not then we need to go back and look at homes that are 385 yeah yeah or whatever
1: And I think the buyers that are going to be the ones who need time to think about things might be the high C personality people. So in order to be proactive in that, I think the best thing is to do is know your people one and know what they're looking for and already have potential answers to possible questions that they may ask. Yes. Just using your knowledge.
2: And you get to know what they're going to ask. Mm-hmm. Like after you see one or two houses, you're like, okay, this person for whatever reason really cares about the age of the AC. Yeah. <laughs> like they have asked me on every house we've seen. So I'm going to find out next time I go out and show properties, I'm going to know the age of the AC before we even go in there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, be proactive too. Because then, then you're exactly what you're saying is if you get to the end of the showings and you've answered all their questions and they feel confident about it, then they'll move forward and that will benefit them too because they'll get the house they want that matches their needs and all that stuff. So be proactive in those kinds of things too. Because in
1: this market, you sleep on it, you
2: won't sleep in
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> okay.
2: well, I got I got, Can I give like one more tip? Yeah. Do we have enough time?
0: Well, yeah, we're going to skip uh, our, our commercial break and we're just going to go right into the next segment. Whoa, so. Okay.
2: so I just want to say like my my little tip for when I'm out showing properties. So I don't print out paper anymore unless somebody specifically wants it. But I have my phone in front of me with the MLS open, the actual MLS, not just a printout of the sheet. So that if they say like we get to a neighborhood and they're like what about that house over there <laughs> that's for sale that I can quickly look and see, is that active? Can we go see it? Um, is it vacant? Cause I'm already out here. I might as well pop it in there. Um, if it's vacant and save us all some time. And, um, also if there are any questions about like AC roof, whatever, remember I said, sometimes they don't read the description, right? Well, mm-hmm. sometimes the answer is right there in the description. Yep. <laughs> so if you have it open, you can just quickly tell them what it says right there in front of them and or you pull the disclosure. If there's a disclosure statement, I also typically have, if I know there that school zones are important, I have the school zone lookup open at the same time. And it, so that I can quickly look up and confirm that we're in the, probably we're already in the right school district or we wouldn't be looking at it. But if they want to know any other information, I've got it pulled up just in case. And then if, um, you know, if like, if we're really tight on budget and the tax bill is important or something like that. I've also got the county property appraiser's open. So I've just got a couple of tabs open on my phone and this um the permit search too. So if they ask about rue for some new construction, like when was this done? I can try to look it up. Yeah, right there on the spot. Be to prepared to answer your, those questions. Be prepared for your appointment. And then I always tell them like I've got the MLS pulled up right here on my phone so they know I'm not just like Testing and Plain. stuff. Playing, playing on your phone. Candy crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they know, that like, whatever questions you have, I've got it all right here. I'm just going to um, look it up. And opens the door second. for questions to
1: be asked so that they don't hold on to things. Yeah.
2: That's my tip.
0: Okay. Great. And we'll get into more of this, I guess, next week.
1: What are we talking about next week? Making the offer? I don't know. I uh, don't know. We'll, we'll see. see.
0: Okay. Next segment. <gasps> Okay, what's that? Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent.
3: Questions from the web.
0: Questions from the web. Today's question is, how do you find agents in order in other markets to send referrals to?
1: Ooh. Yeah, send them wine. You send them
0: wine. No, how do you find agents? Oh, you
1: just send a bunch of wine to a bunch of brokerages and whoever answers back is your best friend. <laughs> oh, that's insane.
0: You are insane today. I had a lot of coffee.
1: <laughs> that's terrible that's advice. A, do not listen
0: to that advice. You will go broke.
2: <laughs> no. So, uh, So, my recommendation, where do I begin? So, usually like we have in Keller Williams, we have our our network that we can actually look and search for agents on a map and look for the location and kind of try to find agents. And then we can sort of see even production level and like, are they listing heavy, buyer heavy and that kind of stuff in our system. But before all that existed, well, obviously there's tons of referral networks on Facebook that you could go and be a part of. And then those are places where you could look for agents. A lot of what I see on Facebook though is like, People meet each other at networking events and they like blast each other's names. What's that called? The Facebook, uh, <laughs> no, cheer- something cheerleaders? else. I don't know.
1: Che- Facebook cheer- cheerleaders, I think is what they refer to them as.
2: <laughs> um, and so, but you don't always have people that like they ne- haven't necessarily worked with that agent before, they just know the name and they have like a deal to like reference like, each other. I know other.
1: that person from that one city, yeah. I can tag them, here they are,
2: and that's fine. You know, but what I used to do before the um, KW referral network and still sometimes do because there's not always a Keller Williams agent where I need somebody is I'll try to look like, let's say if it's a listing, like go to Zillow or something and look around that area and see if you can find somebody that seems to be doing business in that area. And um, same thing for a buyer. You could kind of look in a spot where there's um, sales happening that like, say somebody wants to buy a house and you're referring a buyer, you can kind of see who's doing some business in that area because they're going to, they're probably going to have a little bit more expert knowledge if they've actually done some business in that location. And then I always like to call people and actually talk to them and ask them a couple questions, especially if the referral that I'm sending is a past client of ours, because their expectations are going to be pretty high, not to toot my own horn (laughs) No, it's true but they are. And so if they've worked with me and I'm referring them to someone else, I want to make sure that that person maybe kind of runs their business the same way and that they're going to get the same level of customer service and experience because I want to make sure that they're taken care of. So I'm always going to call and actually talk to somebody and just get an idea of um, if I don't know them, like, are you, do you do more listings or buyers? Um, you know, how long have you been in business? Um, How many, you know, about how many homes do you sell or what, you know, just, just an idea. And they'll usually
0: start talking and explaining their business. Right. So it's like, it's not like you have a list of 500 questions. It's just like any other consultation. You're letting them talk.
2: Yeah. I just want to, I just want to know, like, there's not necessarily a wrong answer, but if I'm sending somebody along I'm not necessarily, this sounds bad because everybody was a new agent at one time, but like, I'm not necessarily looking for a brand new agent who's never done a deal before because I'm referring somebody that I know and I want to make sure they're in good hands. And I don't know that that person has the resources available to them. I don't know what their deal is to, to do everything the right way. They can make mistakes. So I'm looking for somebody who potentially has a similar business, similar size business. Sometimes again, if they're really used to the way that we do things. Um, and just making sure that it's going to be a good fit too, like personality wise. That's am big on personalities. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? I don't want to send somebody who's really quiet and reserved and send them to like some really salesy person it's who's, like,
0: do you think this kitchen is sexy? <laughs> right. Like they're,
2: they're not going to, first of all, they're going to feel like, why did Catherine put me in touch with this person? Yeah. And they probably won't end up working with that person. So then I won't get the referral anyways they'll end up being disappointed in that experience and end up working with someone else so i just think it take you just have to do a little bit of research earn, and that's why you earn earn
0: your referral that's earn why them. you earn yeah. it yeah
2: yeah and sometimes i get calls from people who are just like and maybe they've already done the research and that's fine but i'll get calls from people and be like um, hey, I'm looking for somebody uh, to refer a client to. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we service that area. And they're like, okay, great. I'm going to text you their info. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right.
0: No questions, <laughs> no nothing. I
2: mean, yeah. cool. I'll take good care of them. I know I will, but like, I hope you looked me up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's tons of, tons of resources. I mean, any website you should be able to go to and kind of get an idea of who might be a good fit. And then you want to talk to them just to make sure that they there truly you. are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Small, game.
0: Small, game. Small, game. Small wins. Who's going first? I'll go first this week. Okay. Um so we do our our uh podcast out here in our guest house and I had remodeled the kitchen last year. Uh-huh. Right. Last year. Maybe. I
3: don't know yeah. And
0: and we have a, a hood that I put in and the hood broke like it just stopped turning on and the fan stopped working. And so I got on the f- email with the with the company and they said, oh, uh, the fuse is out. So, yeah, I have to change the fuse. So I pulled the whole thing down, found the fuse, took the whole all, took it all apart, replaced the fuse, didn't work. So then they said, okay, well, it must be the control board then. So the control, whole circuit board needs to be replaced. And I was like, okay. So they sent me, luckily for free, they sent me a new circuit board and I took the whole thing apart, took out-
2: Without instructions. With no instructions. It was just like a pile just, of electronic equipment. It was a
0: bunch of electronic. I, I, I took pictures as I took the whole thing apart and it was like- maybe fifteen different plugs that went into all different areas with they're all wrapped around and everything. And I finally got it all back put the new circuit board in, clipped everything in, grounded everything, plugged it in, it works. And I hung it back up on the wall and it's back up now. I know. It's crazy. And now I know heck. It's (laughs) so handy. Now I know that if a hood if your hood breaks over your over your range and it's doesn't turn on, that it's (laughs) <laughs> few, it's either a fuse that needs to be replaced, which by the way is about 50 cents, or it's a control board and all of these companies you can go onto their websites and buy the control boards.
1: I'm gonna show up with my hood if that ever happens at your yeah. front door. Like, but I fixed Hi. it. And that's
0: I I'm good with my hands like fixing like something that's made out of wood. Like, or whatever, you know, um, and, and with some screws and, or some spackle or whatever. Well, it's uh, the
1: artistic but creativity
0: mindset you That part I can do, but I, that's the first time I've ever fixed anything with, like, electronics.
2: I know. It reminds me of Parks and Rec when Ron Swanson's, like, people who buy things are 80. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't, like, that's why I see these inspection reports and it's all yeah, this, that would
0: have like, cost us, that, co- that hood was really expensive because it's, w- the back out here, for the listeners it's a 24-inch hood in like a 20 a little, a and a 24-inch stove because it's a small kitchen so they don't make very many 24-inch uh hoods and so they know that if you need one
1: demand
0: yeah, they're going to charge for it. so mm-hmm. it was it was kind of expensive to and I didn't want to have to buy another one so mm-hmm. instead even if I had to buy the control board it was like 40 or 50 bucks
2: Versus however but much for the for a yeah. brand new hood, yeah.
0: And they th- and they were actually very nice and they sent, sent it to me for free. So shout
2: out to no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> thanks guys! Yeah,
0: so that was my small win this week,
2: yay!
1: Awesome, well, cheers! My small win. Um, I had the 2021 um, analytics spreadsheet that I've been working on to formulate a lot of different analytic forms that we complete mm-hmm. to. Go into one master spreadsheet, including the daily sum up tracker things that we do. Mm -hmm. And I've got the import range completed. I had to tediously update the cells specifically for (sighs) (laughs) 936 different formulas in the one spreadsheet. So that was fun. I got that completed. Well, so ho- no- I hope
0: I hope one number doesn't get moved over <laughs> somewhere. No, <laughs> like, the
1: sheet so is locked. Catherine ever- has her own master copy <laughs> that has nothing to do with my spreadsheet book, mm-hmm. so she can touch whatever she wants. It's just going to look funny on her end, but everything on my side is normal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm probably going <laughs> to lock yours. <laughs> um, it's awesome. different than last year's, so it's Hashtag cleaner.
2: Nerd, yeah, I loved it um my small win well it was a small win uh well for both Kayla and I we had a good time volunteering yesterday we got to volunteer we try to do once a month um our our volunteer project and we went to it's called a gift for teaching the whole team
0: the whole team goes. The whole team. Well, you know, whoever happens to be on the team at the time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. But we went to this place called A Gift for Teaching, and basically they give out free supplies to teachers because, as we know, teachers, you know, always have to go out and spend their own money to get supplies and stuff. And it was just the most... First of all, it was, it was just, you know, it's a fun experience, and it's so nice to take a minute and, like, do something other than work and be able to give back to people, but um, it was like the most well-oiled machine I've ever seen. It was amazing. And it, it was like, oh my gosh, whoever is doing this, they are a genius. I would they, have loved com- to sat next to somebody who started that Kayla's spreadsheet. for job. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but literally, you walk in and they just, they had it all down. You pick up a sheet and you're basically shopping for the supplies so that the teachers could come pick it up because of COVID and stuff. And it was everything was in this perfect order. Oh my gosh, it was a miracle.
1: And how they <laughs> outlined the steps in the process to get it started was so clear and simple and just yeah. s- stupid
2: proof.
0: It's it was nice awesome. to see. It's nice to see a charity that's got, you know, they've got everything together and they know what they're doing and streamlined and that means, you know, more money for the people that they're supporting yeah. yeah they're supporting yeah. I mean, yeah they've been
1: doing it for 23 years so I'm they sure used to have time, but... I, I
0: said catherine told me what it was and stuff and i remember they used to have a store mm-hmm.
1: and everything well, they, they did up until COVID, and they had a mobile oh. like bus station type oh, okay. thing that went to schools themselves well, that's
0: good yeah go donate help help a teachers gift out. for teaching yeah yes. go help teachers 24. so good small win this week. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions or stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com. You can even leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show. Send us a tweet at seekthebestpod. And for Cat, Kaylin, myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next week.
3: Adios. Bye.
0: This has been a Think Live Be production.